Captain's Log, the podcast devoted to discussions and insights into pop culture with an emphasis on the supernatural, occult, and the all-around strange happenings of our world. Our mission? To boldly entertain like no one has before. Star date 0505-2020. Feliz Cinco de Mayo to all our American listeners and to our Mexican listeners. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Captain's Log. I'm your captain, Jose Valle Jr., and joining us all the way from the rolling plains of Iowa is my co-host and first mate, Mason Schrader. Mason, how are you? Oh, I'm living in the prairie, buddy. Um, I am, yeah, I'm podcasting for my little house on the prairie. Um, I've got my mother, six sisters, two brothers, and, uh, well, my father died from the, uh, from dysentery, but, of course. you know, yeah. we're all in this one room, so if you guys hear, if you hear, like, a bunch of, um, people talking, that's just them, you know, oh, doing, our, takes doing me our prairie stuff, yeah. How's, uh, yeah. your, your, do you guys still have that bison? Yeah, 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 Bill? Yes. Bison Bill? Yeah, oh, no, we, he's still good, he's still alive. Great. Uh, we rode him into the McDonald's the other day. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Got oh, us a man. Got I us miss burger. Iowa. Mm, yeah, no, it's it. great. How's uh, uh, how's living in a dry Mormon state? <laughs> it fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, um, uh, quick, I'm just gonna put this out there before uh, we get any further in. Like Mason said, we are working from less. We're not working from our fabulous William Penn studio. So no, I'm in Utah, I'm, and uh, Mason is in Iowa. We're no longer working in a bug-infested studio. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you might hear the 70,000 children that live in this home with me. You might hear them running around. Just to, No, just to append to that, there was some construction going on outside my apartment. Oh, yeah? Um, it looks like they've, they've been done now. I haven't really heard it, but just in case, they had like a bandsaw going, so that might, that Good, might they be They had something. a band? That's fucking crazy. A bandsaw. The bandsaw. The ba- <laughs> <laughs> it's the band, it's comma, saw. <laughs> Okay, that okay. was All right. bad. All right, before we go any further, uh, I do want to take the time to thank everybody that listened to our Midwest series and reached out to us to let us know how much they enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, and if you're listening for the first time, thank you for tuning in. Don't leave just yet. Maybe give us like 20 minutes, all right? And then uh, you can go listen to somebody uh, better. Okay, so today we are returning after a break of more than a month. Uh, but what can, I, what can I say? I mean, uh, it's been a bit of a crazy time. I don't know if you I mean, guys. It hasn't have... been that bad. It's not no, like it there hasn't. was a global pandemic happening. <laughs> yeah, apparently the company Corona has been like attacking people or something. I, I don't keep up with the news. What uh, I don't. <laughs> um... So yeah, just for everyone who's not familiar, basically what happened is spring break for our college came up, and we're like, we'll take a week off and go on spring break, as you do. Uh, and then literally the week of our spring break, the entire world shut down around us. And, and so it's been a little bit since we've been able to and it, to, to get back on. Yeah, and, and, and our university was like, just told me, don't come back. They were like, don't yeah. even fucking come back. I swear to God, if we see you on campus, we're going to beat the shit out of you. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll stay home. Yep. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so today we're jumping right back into our Unsolved U.S. series, even though we had said we would do an episode on The Florida Man, just because we felt like, you know, it's been so long that we're, we want to play it safe, and you gotta play all the classics, right, Mason? Oh, yeah. We're oh, doing yeah. a classic Star Wars bit where we're just gonna rehash the originals over and over until we just butcher it in the end. 
Well, it's better than giving it to someone new and having them ruin it. How? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How dare we take it in a new direction? That's insane. Okay. I mean, well, no, it, wait. It wait worse. a second. Yeah. I'm I forgot you don't like The Last Jedi. That, no, Ryan I was Johnson. being sarcastic. That's to be fair, I haven't seen... I've heard The Last Jedi is worse. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, no, no. no Rise Disney of Skywalker. Plus. Yeah. That, That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I heard it's so, worse. It is. I'm going to watch. I'm, yeah. I got that queued up to watch soon. It's so laughable, I'll let you know. Okay. I can't be much more laughable than another one. Okay, so today we will be covering the Southwest, which uh, we are defining as the following states. Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona. Now, if you disagree uh, on what the Southwest is, um, why don't you write us an email? Uh, we will be taking a look at three different stories from each state. <laughs> you write us an email. Uh, we have chosen the stories on this list after extensive tiring research and decided on the stories that would make for the most interesting discussion stories that are widely popular have some credibility or at the very least a tiny bit of detail it should be worth mentioning that singular occurrences like roswell and the phoenix lights whilst they have lived in infamy and remain unexplained will not make the list as they aren't really urban legends but rather unexplained singular events and you can um, find plenty of other podcasts right, that do deep exactly dives on like those, and on and we and, and maybe down the road we we will include them on like a UFO phenomenon episode or something like that. So yeah. Now as we discuss each story, we will be rating them as spooky or kooky, which is um well it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, it basically is is this story fun or is it just crazy horseshit? Like the story of horseshit Hector. Uh, we didn't do... That's not a real thing. I, I oh. thought that was going to get a laugh out of you. But. I thought it was... I expected it to be real. I <laughs> no, was that, like, I just, okay. I made, I made that up. Okay. Uh, we we did the do, Hamburger Man already. I fully expected <laughs> to do Horseshit Hector. Oh, I'm sure that's something somewhere. Um, we didn't do this with the last two episodes of the Midwest series, but we're going to do it here. Uh, the whole rating. We forgot. Okay? It's hard. Okay? Sometimes things happen. Uh, but before we dive in, there is actually a bit of an update relating to our last episodes, and I just read this this morning. <laughs> Mason, do you remember how much shit we gave Nebraska for their claim of radioactive hornets? Yeah, and now there's giant yeah. They are, Asian hornets Yeah, while they're not radioactive, it does seem that the Asian hornet has made its way to the U.S. So according to the University of Washington, uh, the hornets are reportedly two inches long, and they pose a threat to the local honeybee population and they've been spotted in the Washington State area. Um, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> that's just. I'm sorry. How did they get here? Did you? Did we even find? I don't that know. Out yet? The the story. I mean, the the little Who's... bit that I read didn't. Um, maybe it's somebody from fucking Nebraska that's visiting Washington. Who's and they smuggling were like, hornets overseas? Fucking, you know. I just uh, hornet smuggling Steve. Ah, me, I'm hornets. I'm the hornet smuggler. Okay, now Mason, are you yes. ready to dive into the strange tales of the Southwest? Uh, yes, I, I am. Then let's begin. Our journey begins in the rolling plains of the Sooner State, Oklahoma. Now, in a state famous for well, like I mentioned, it's rolling plains and wave waving wheat. Um, <laughs> that's a bit of a that's a t- tough the thing. Waving wheat. Waving wheat. A Beaver Dunes Park is a true anomaly. Located just a few minutes outside of Beaver in Oklahoma's Panhandle, the sand dunes of this former state park resemble, as Red Dirt Report put it, more Arabia than Arbuckles, which is a famous mountain range in Oklahoma, Mason. Mm, yeah, it's really famous. That's why everyone knew. That's why when you said it, I was like, oh, of course, the Arbuckle Mountains. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if anybody's going to know this, it's Mason, famous yeah, uh, Oklahoma enthusiast. 
Yeah, it's true. Okay, so I've the, been there before. So. Have you? Uh, yeah, I stayed at uh, Oklahoma Christian University. I was doing a video for them. Wow. You are a traveled man, Mason. It oh, just yeah. amazes me. Oklahoma, New Mexico. End of list. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the park... The park is made up of 520 acres of golden desert sand. There is, however, according to the locals, a darker side to the bright, sunny park. This darker side has been quietly referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of Oklahoma. A sacred... <laughs> they're so fucking... They're so creative. A sacred land that was supposedly the site of a Native American burial ground. The number of unexplained and bizarre occurrences that have taken place in and around the area are what has fueled the legend of the Shaman's Portal. The earliest dates back to the 1500s. According to legend, the notorious Spanish explorer and conquistador Francisco Vázquez de Coronado. You know, you know Spaniards uh, talk. I, I, I appreciate, yeah, because he's yeah. from Barcelona. He's from he's from Ibiza. You know, you know those guys. Anyway. Yeah, Barcelona. Yes. That's all I can do. It's just that one name. <laughs> You're doing a better job than Anthony Hopkins in uh, Mask of Zorro. <laughs> The man who perhaps loved more go- loved gold more than Donald J. Trump. I mean, you've seen you've seen Trump's penthouse. Well, he, doesn't, right? he doesn't like gold. He likes th- things colored gold. <laughs> he doesn't like gold. He likes just denying that there's a pandemic happening in his country. No, I built no 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 no. This is pure gold. I it's plywood and drywall <laughs> that you could punch through it. Uh, we hired people and didn't pay them to make it, but then we spray painted it gold, so it's classy. But anyway, like I was saying, legend says that Coronado ignored the warnings of his Native American guides, because, you know, of course he did, to avoid the dunes, only to have a handful of his men disappear in what has been described by the accompanying friar as flashes of green light, and by Coronado himself as the work of the devil. Since then, (laughs) there have been numerous different claims of similar disappearances. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold Mm -hmm. on. Okay, so uh, the legend has it that... In the 1500s, yes, this guy and a group of his conquistadors, yes, rapists. were in. What'd you say? Rapists. Oh yes, right. Yeah. Well, sorry. I mean, I don't have a problem with them. Oh. Um, <laughs> Ayo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a real Ayo moment. No, no. Okay, so they just disappeared. Yeah. In, um. Okay, but like. I mean, that just happened in the 1500s up until, like, the 1900s. Well, yes, but the... If you were traveling across the desert or plains, uh-huh. you would just disappear. You'd just be gone. Right. But the legend says that, that his men disappeared in a flash of green light. You know, like, um, uh, which Pirates of the Caribbean movie is it where they, like... Is the third <laughs> one? They travel to the to the underworld or whatever... Is that where they kick the ship over? Yes. You know how there's like Uh, that flash of green light? Something like that. Oh, okay. okay. Sure. So since since then, there have been numerous different claims of similar disappearances, crazy stories of hidden Spanish gold, portals to other dimensions, and most popularly, that a crashed UFO exists in the dunes. While the park or the town would rather not be known for these unsubstantiated legends... Still, every year, numerous explorers flock to the park in search of the rumored green ghost lights and military men digging in the middle of the night, or, as most famously reported, appearances by the notorious Men in Black. Ooh. Yeah. Supposedly, in 1995, a group of geologists from an unnamed university traveled to the park... (laughs) (laughs) That's the first sign right there. Yeah, right, Uh, red flag. ...traveled to the park to conduct uh, some tests and gather samples, you know, like scientists do. 
and sure, they supposedly, yeah. you know, they had like they had beakers, <laughs> they had beakers. One and had lab uh, coats. yeah, they had uh, safety glasses and um, mm, yeah. yes, uh, microscopes, plenty of microscopes. <laughs> and they supposedly found such anomalies like constant electromagnetic interferences and ionized soil cores. I don't know what the oh, fuck that means. You don't have sure to sounds, yeah. yeah. Sure uh, sounds. Uh, this uh, I just. <laughs> I mean, that is this lamest thing. I was, like, expecting so much more from that. Like, because it's like, oh, so you say unnamed a university, right? And mm-hmm. I'm already, like, apprehensive. Like, okay, mm-hmm. these guys are going to be, this is bullshit. But they didn't even swing big. <laughs> like yeah, They were like, I we mean? found the UFO. Uh, yeah, I was g- expecting them to at least be like, and we, they found a mass of uh, t- 10 miles long of a disc underneath the earth. But no, it's they just, were just like, like electromagnetic dirt. This uh, there's Magic actually a sand. lot of there's actually a lot of magnets around here. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, one online writer hypothesized that perhaps the portal is a buried UFO with its quote star drive <laughs> still intact and running. Ah, and when that one online writer went on to write a a very popular TV show called Star Trek. <laughs> uh, our professor apparently. Star did you hear this story uh, of uh, how? Our unnamed professor that we both know, uh, you know um, who I'm talking about. Is it about. the one we like or the one we don't? The one we don't like, who oh, okay. said that he was uh, friends with the producer of the original 60s uh, Star Trek. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Dude, we are famous by... Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, oh my it God, should be stop. mentioned... God damn it. It should be mentioned that in my research, I found no reported missing persons uh, cases around the park. And also, there is no journal entry from Coronado that details the strange deaths that took place in the legend. But Mason, what do you think? <laughs> is it spooky or is it just fucking kooky? It just sounds like lies. <laughs> I don't like I didn't hear a single shred of like... I love it when we do this in this when we do this in our in your segments where you're like go through all the things that supposedly happened and then end with but nobody involved even agrees that that's what happened it was all random people who weren't there well I have to because if I don't someone is going to be like well you're you're pushing lies and blah 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 it's been proven so I have to every and I no hate. I know you have to it's you know you should it's good that you do <laughs> but it it's is just always hilarious when it's, it's like. It's like I'm I'm always waiting. Like I'm always waiting for that like moment of like, is this real or not? And then it just always ends with, and then the guy who was there sent out an email saying, "No, that never happened." <laughs> I I don't know. Look, uh, just the pure legend itself. I guess it's kind of s- uh, spooky in a way because like if I was living in Oklahoma, a land that that supposedly doesn't have that much uh, sand and, and desert area around it, and there was this one park. And a lot of weird shit happened there. No, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's kooky. No, it's kooky. Because it's just every... It's just a Bermuda Triangle, but in Oklahoma. No, it's not. It's not, though. They have the balls to call this the Oklahoma Bermuda Bermuda Triangle when nothing has happened there. Fly an airplane over it, and if it crashes (laughs) and you can't find it, then you can call it the Bermuda Triangle of Oklahoma. Also, it's not... I think it's kooky because all it takes is literally the smallest amount of research. Just Google Coronado missing cases, question mark, and you will discover that it's that that never happened. Their main story that this whole thing is built around can be debunked in the matter of seconds. 
the biggest evidence they have is a group of from an unnamed university. <laughs> Which, as far as I'm concerned, this is how I look at it. If every time I hear an unnamed university, I just picture the science department from <laughs> William Penn going down there and being like, whoa, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of extra electromagnetic interference and a lot of ionized soil cores All here. I know of our science department is uh, the third floor of our athletic center, and there's a bunch of, like, turtles. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because that's, that's all they true. have is just a bunch of posters where it's like, we went and collected water. And then it's like kids holding water and pointing at it. And then there's a bunch of smelly-ass turtles up there. Hey, hey, easy on the turtles, all right, buddy? I love we'll the turtles. Hands. I just don't think they're taking care of them. <laughs> I'm sure someone's taking care of them, right? Oh, I should go check up those turtles. <laughs> I'm I'll sure be back. I'm going to leave. Looks at sticky note that says, don't forget to feed turtles. <laughs> don't forget turtles. What does this mean? Don't forget turtles. <laughs> Bobbing and bouncing along a dirt road in northeast Oklahoma can be found a strange light. This light is known as the spook light. The spook light. <laughs> oh, no. Great name. This spook light has been a paranormal enigma for more than a century now. Described as a ball of orange light, the orb travels from east to west along a four-mile stretch of gravel road known as a devil's promenade. The legend nice. states that's, that's a much better it's, name. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. I like that. The legend states that the light was was first seen by Native Americans along the infamous Trail of Tears in 1836. Kind of, kind of, it's a it, it's kind of iffy to tie your legend to. The Trail of Tears. How about I just leave that alone? I'm just. It was yeah. It was first seen during torture. <laughs> mm, okay, maybe they were just really tired. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But its first official documented case occurred in 1881 in a, in a publication called the Ozark Spooklight. These guys sound biased. Yeah, a little bit, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. The ball of fire has been said to shift between the size of a basketball and a baseball. It dances down the middle of the road at incredibly high speeds and rises and hovers above the treetops before it retreats and vanishes into thin air. Others say that it sways from side to side as if a lantern was being carried by someone. Local... <laughs> you know. Can you imagine the, the, the turf wars between these two? Yeah. I'm telling you, it swings side to side like a lantern. No, it goes up and down above the trees. Up and down above the trees. That's preposterous. What are you, an idiot? How would a light go up and down trees? It's obviously swaying side how to side. How would it sway side to side? That doesn't even make any sense. Oh, oh, how would it sway? Have you ever carried a lantern before? Oh, what was that? I couldn't hear you over your stuttering, you stupid idiot. It's a swaying lantern. Locals report that this strange light can be seen from 10 p.m. to midnight. So it's nice that it has a, oh, it's a time frame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but won't appear to large groups or when there is loud noises. Though many paranormal and scientific teams have investigated it, including the Army Corps of Engineers, no one has found a definite answer as to what exactly this light is. Are but there I'm... videos of this light? Yes, actually. Um, oh, really? Okay. I should have included one in here. But yes, you can uh, just Google like... Oklahoma spook light, and it's it just kind of looks like gas, uh, kind of like a strange like or <laughs> like an orb, like a gassy <laughs> kind of orb in the distance. I was watching one of like these people who watch it, and it kind of like comes together and then it splits apart. And it, I think yeah. they should rename it the uh, the Oklahoma fart light. 
There it's you go. Gassy. It's the uh, fart light. There are many legends that seek to explain the origin of the light. The first is that is that of two Native American <laughs> lovers. I'm there stuck. are many legends that seek to explain of the origin of the light. None of them are science. <laughs> the girl's <laughs> father would not let her marry the young man. So the oh, par- so, so the father wouldn't let her, her marry the daddy. <laughs> so the pair eloped, but were soon pursued by a group of warriors who chased them to a cliffside. You know, like warriors do. Where the yeah, couple sure. joined hands above the spring river and leaped to their deaths. Leapt. Mm. Leapt. Not leaped. Leaped? Leapt? I think Whatever. It's, it's fine. You're Another fine. legend tells of a miner whose cabin was attacked by a party of Native Americans while he was away. Upon his return, he discovered his cabin destroyed and his wife and children missing, and is said to still be searching for them along the old road with a lantern in, in, in hand. While others oh. insist... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm gonna find him. <laughs> I gotta find I gotta find him. Holy shit, what is that? Do you see that? Have oh, you seen oh, is my this some wife and children? Uh, no. I'm 200 years old. Oh, this is just I'm sad. Looking. It's not even spooky. Uh, I'm just I miss, just I miss my wife and oh. kids. Oh, look, they're over there. Where? Oh. Oh, not again. While others... Oh, minor Ted. <laughs> oh, Every day he has a name. I search and I can't find him. While others insist that the light is a spirit of an Osage <laughs> I'm gonna butcher this tribe name and I feel very bad. Is it Osage or Osage? Chief. Who yeah. was decapitated and continues to look for his lost head, also with a lantern in hand. Many oh, expl- <laughs> wait. Oh the okay. Yeah, I get the it. chief. All yeah. right. Many explanations have been presented over the years, including escaping natural gas, reflecting car lights and billboards, and luminescence created by rotting organic matter. However, all of those explanations fall short of being conclusive. For instance, the billboards and car lights explanation does not explain the sightings that took place in the 1800s when cars were definitely not around. So, (laughs) spooky or kooky? I think that one's kind of spooky because it's red. If it's at least there's like like you said, there's like videos of it. Yeah, that's it's an, uh, that's enough for me, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think I, after watching that video, it is. I mean, if I'm driving down this road or whatever, and I see this fucking light in the distance, and I'm like, oh, headlights, and then all of a sudden it goes vertical, and then all of a sudden it comes together, and then it splits apart. I'm gonna be like, hey, I don't like that. That's kind of weird. Um, so yeah, spooky same. For me. I, I'd be driving and be like. Huh. Huh, that was definitely a spook light, huh? Hmm. That was a spooky was light. A, yeah, apparently they didn't have the most creative <laughs> naming team, did they? Near the town of Shawnee, Oklahoma, there is an area known as Twin Lakes, an area that is a hotbed for urban legends and stories of mysterious murders. Legend Directed tells... by David Lynch. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the show, right? Twin Lakes? Yeah. No, it's Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, legend oh, okay. tells... Well, yeah, of I a... didn't think you did, because you're dumb. I am dumb, but I knew that. A legend tells of a witch who was hung from a tree and the same rope still hangs there to this day. Ooh. Does it? I don't... I couldn't find anything about the rope. <laughs> Look, I mean, that seems like a pretty easy claim to, yeah. <laughs> to confirm. Uh, uh, and then years later, found only a couple of feet from this tree, were the bodies of uh, 
two young girls who were found in body bags. Inside the bags, alongside the girls, were also razor blades that apparently were used to slice their throats. I was just trying to shave my legs. <laughs> it gets It's hard to shave your legs when camping. <laughs> so, I was just trying to shave them. And I don't appreciate the lies and rumors going around saying that they were used to slit my throats. Okay. There was... <laughs> Thanks, Jose. Way to, way to I go. Way I, to... Didn't, I didn't know where to go with it. I'm sorry. The first, first rule of improv is yes and, and you went, okay, after seconds of radio silence. Those are some big comedy chops you got on you, buddy. There... I'm Fuck. trying my best. What do you want me to do? I'm the research guy. I just I just come here and I read. Okay, there was also reportedly a Native American woman who was found there a few years ago. She was killed at another location and found there by a woman and her son. You know, nice bonding. Hey, now, hey, little Timmy, would you like to go to the murder tree? Yes, Mommy, let's go. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a dead body here. I don't know why. Actually, now that I think about it. Now, I found no evidence to back up the claims of the two girls who were found by the witch's hanging spot. No reports of a Native American woman being found uh, by any woman or her son. And furthermore, I found no historical records of a witch being hung in the area. There was a man whose body was dumped there after he was murdered by two brothers, but that seems to be the only recorded murder taking place in the Twin Lakes area. Um, Spook or kook, Mason? I, again, once again, I was with you up until the end when you told me there was zero evidence for any of it, but I do like witches, so there's that. I mean, it's got, so, so it reminds me, there's this lake uh, here in Payson, uh, up our canyon, called Maple Lake, uh, and it reminds me of that, because there was two separate killings that, that took place within the last couple of years that, like, actually happened, so, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I feel like, you know, in a couple of years from now, they're going to grow into legends or whatever. Well, yeah, you so, need to start it. What are you doing? God damn it. I got to go. Actually, did you know, Jose, I heard that over in uh, Maple Lake in Utah, I'm not sure what what city it is, uh-huh. um, that two girls were brutally murdered there. And what? now they, uh, if anybody goes swimming or like takes a boat out onto the lake, they pull them in and drown them. What? There you go. I just did your job for you. Tell everybody. <laughs> Tell all your friends. But yeah, and so- then one day, if this is real and it goes with the drowning one, dude, I am going to be on the cloud nine. <laughs> I'm going to feel so good about myself. That's just like our... I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Mason and yeah. I had a professor last year. He was the head of our program. And he went to... Uh, what was it? A, a university in... Um, what the fuck is that name of this town? Storm Warburg. Lake? Yeah, Warburg. You went to Warburg, oh, right? right? Warburg College. And him and his roommate started a, a an urban legend that if you Google it to this day, like around the area, it's still like recognizable. Like people actually believed in. And so basically, it started this rumor that this girl died in this dorm room, right? Uh, and they like they went into like they like made it as in depth as they could, and then it got so bad that people didn't want to stay in that room, and like the administration even like reached out to them and was like hey why the fuck did you do that (laughs) so that's matt wagner ladies and gentlemen he's you never would have known it looking at him but he was quite the troublemaker back in the day no he looks like such a goofball (laughs) all right so this is a short one but i just thought it was really interesting so i decided to include it 
Uh, in the city of Norman, Oklahoma, there exists a very persistent urban legend. Apparently one night, an employee of a very popular restaurant known as the Mont was throwing out the trash at the end of his shift when he found a horrifying sight staring back at him from the dumpster. <laughs> the decapitated head of a man. Now, after doing Whoa. some digging, I discovered that this was very much a real thing that happened. Thankfully, the Oklahoman had the archived version of a 1996 news story that detailed the event, and thankfully it's now free to the public because I was not going to fucking pay to get behind their <laughs> pill. Uh, but here's an excerpt from the story. A man accused of cutting off a neighbor's head was charged with first-degree murder Tuesday after police said he admitted to killing the victim. Cameron Lee Smith, what? 33, is accused of using a knife with a sharp and pointed blade to cut, slash, oh, and okay. stab his neighbor good. at a Norman boarding house Friday. That's some real good writing in right? newspaper. A Thank knife you with a sharp and pointed blade. Yeah, like a fucking oh, knife? As opposed to all the knives that I use that are dull and round. <laughs> oh my god. You uh, never used it. It wasn't a pizza cutter, apparently. <laughs> Okay, great to know. Smith was arrested after the victim's head was found in a backpack in a trash bin near the rooming house. Witnesses Jesus. told police that Smith was seen Friday evening walking naked towards a trash bin in the campus corner area and dumping a backpack. <laughs> this fucking guy. So Norman resident Michael Kelly found a human head in, in the backpack and called police. The decapitated body of Royden Dale Major, 44, was found in the boarding house at 763 D-Bar Ave. Police found Smith naked in a downstairs bathtub. He and Major lived in the same boarding house. The rooms were about 30 feet apart, police said. I think it's kind of spook, right? Well, obviously, that's super spooky, I mean, but what, also, and why then was it's he real. always naked? Yeah, obviously. Oh, he was, like, deemed un, unfit to uh, stand trial anyway. So, dude was, like, messed up in the head. Um, <laughs> you, but, if you don't put a suit on, you can't come to court. No, I don't want to put a suit on. I, I want to go to court suit. naked. <laughs> but yeah, so I like because I came across it on a list, and it was like the the guy when they wrote the list, the guy, the article was not free to read, so he was like, "This could just be a legend," because I'm not fucking paying to read that article. But then, thankfully, top notch right? research we're doing on Captain's Log. Uh, but thankfully, I actually, thankfully, the paywall went down because I also would not have paid <laughs> to fucking read the story, but. Um, it's kind of, imagine that, just as a fucking story about how, at, at some restaurant, imagine if at Tasso's there was a story about how behind Tasso's somebody found a fucking arm, or something, yeah. and we were like, that's crazy, you'd, and then- You'd definitely never find any bodies in the dumpsters wait. behind Tasso's, so we probably shouldn't ever look, because it's not like people mm. have been dumping body there for- Mason? Months. Mason. <laughs> so, huh? Yeah, yeah, buddy. But have you been dumping bodies behind Tassos? <laughs> you sound like an idiot right now. No. Okay, well, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to call the police and tell them to check Don't out because do I'm suspicious. That. And if you're going to do that, definitely wait like a day. So if someone was listening to this, they could maybe move those body parts to a different dumpster. <laughs> this is very suspicious. I'm not going to lie to you. What? I'm just gonna I'm gonna move on because I like you. No, <laughs> he's gone. I, le I left. He left. Dang it. I'm sorry. I actually forgot this is a podcast. I can't just leave. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's spooky, also you right? and your Utah. I got time. Yeah. No, that's super spooky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, that was a great one. I love that one. Yeah. Hey that guys. Poor, that poor guy. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck your ad. Hold on. I'm not done. 
I can just imagine this poor, this poor, like, line cook oh, dude, taking I, out the trash. It's like, I just, when I was reading it, this, I just imagined when I worked at Smoky Row, the coffee shop, and, like, I had to go take out the trash. And I just imagine, like, I'm at the end of a fucking shift. I'm closing. Yeah. I'm taking out the trash. It was just a fucking head in the dumpster. That, of all the things, that I, I would know, just be the worst ending to a shift. And it's one of those things, too, where you're like, where you know, you never know how you would react if yeah. you found it. But all I can think of right now is when I worked at the pizza place and just being like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm going home. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going home. It'll still be there tomorrow. Someone else. It's like, it's like when you have, you, you when, when you go wanna, back inside and you don't tell anyone. They're like, yeah. uh, is that it? Did you throw out the trash? Yeah. It's you like look kind of, wanna, yeah. Are you, sh- you look, you, you look kind of pale. Are you all right? I'm fine. I'm heading out. All right. Well, you no, guys have a nice totally night. good. Also, hey, uh, if you want to check that trash can, be my guest. But I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna leave before you do. <laughs> I think somebody should definitely go look in that trash can. But it's not gonna be me because I want to go home for the night. Uh, okay, let's do this ad break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey guys, we got a quick ad break. Okay, so you all know at this point that a recent Pew study found that 27% of adults say they haven't read a single book in the past year. Right? We've mentioned it multiple times, and the main reason is time, right? Look, we know that devoting time to reading a book can be hard. Especially when you lead a busy life, you know? When you're checking out, listening to true crime podcasts, you just discovered some guy's head in a dumpster. You know, you can't, you don't have time to, you don't have time to just sit down and read a book. Except, right now, you have time. Oh, you have so much time on your hands. Do something with that time. The world has come to a bit of a standstill because of this pandemic, and many people are finding themselves bored at home doing the same old boring routine, watching the same old shows and movies, and that's where Audible comes in. Just because the world has slowed down does not mean that you have to stop exposing yourself to new and exciting stories. Audible boasts a collection of thousands of audiobooks, and right now, you can get a 30-day free trial by going to Audible trial.com slash captain's log or by clicking the link in the show notes last time we talked i was listening to horns by joe hill and narrated by fred berman and i loved every second of it as i drove home to utah unaware (laughs) that this little thing called corona was looming over the horizon and i have just started joe hill's new book strange weather but if audiobooks aren't your thing they also have a huge collection of podcasts guided wellness programs theatrical performances a-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. So honestly, what reason do you have for not giving Audible a try? You've got time, and you shouldn't be starting a podcast right now because (laughs) we're doing a podcast and we don't want your competition, so don't do that. Yes, to all the celebrities that are starting podcasts, knock it off, but go get started on your 30-day trial now by going to audibletrial.com slash captain's log or by again clicking the link in the show notes and you'll be helping us out while helping yourself out so go get started now and enjoy the rest of the podcast all right now we go down to the lone star state of texas to a legend that has already been covered uh, on this show as a matter of fact it was the first episode of this podcast the legend of the black eyed kids Real quick, Mason. Oh, I love them. They're the ones that do like that, like, I got that boom, boom, boom. Gotta get that, right? That's them, right? That's the black-eyed kids? Now you're thinking of the black-eyed peas. Oh, no. This is different. <laughs> the legend of the black-eyed kids goes like this. You receive a knock at your door late at night and are greeted by two children, usually with differing ages, older and younger, and they ask to be let in. You feel terrified but can't comprehend why. 
you also feel as if something is off. And that is when you notice it. Their eyes. Their eyes are completely black. It is said that if you let them in, it can have disastrous consequences. From sickness to even death falling upon you. I think there's someone at your door, Mason. You gonna get that? Oh, here, I'll just get it. Hello? Hi, mister. What's your name? Yeah, I'm not doing this. Okay, bye. No, wait, no, come back. <laughs> Although it is reported that cases date by back to the 1940s, the first major incident that brought the BEK into the spotlight was a story of Brian Bethel, a reporter out of Abilene, Texas, who one night when riding out a check in his car outside of a movie theater encountered two BEKs. The encounter went a little like this. It was 1998, and he was writing a check to his internet provider using the marquee of the theater to illuminate his car. That'll be $12.50 for the internet that I can view one webpage per hour. <laughs> Two Signed, Brian Bethel. Two boys approached and knocked on his car window. They looked about 9 and 12 years old. They wore hoodies. He cracked the window enough to hear them, and they told him they wanted a ride home to grab money so that they could watch Mortal Kombat. God, such a 90s statement. Uh, oh, well, I'm sorry, did you say kids? you kids are watching Mortal Kombat? Yes. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Get in this car. We're going to go watch Mortal I'm coming with you to watch Mortal We'll sit in separate seats. I'm just going also. I'm also going to watch Mortal Kombat. I'm not weird. I just fully want I've been wanting to see Mortal Kombat and like, Destiny Knox, and it's in the, the form of you guys with your hoodies on, and are your eyes completely black? Shut the fuck up! Let us in the car! He said, um, he said as he spoke to them, he felt gripped by fear, and it only got worse and worse the longer he spoke with them. He noticed that the movie had already started, and driving anywhere and back would mean the kids would miss most of the movie. This comes directly from his report of the story. All the while, the spokesman uttered assurances. It wouldn't take long. They it were just two little kids. Long. We're just two little kids. We don't have a gun or anything. They didn't have a gun or anything. <laughs> the last part. We're definitely not gonna murder you. <laughs> the last part was a bit unnerving. In the short time I had broken the gaze of the spokesman, something had changed, and my mind exploded into a vortex of all-consuming terror. Both boys stared at me with coal-black eyes, soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. I full-on freaked out inside while trying to appear completely sane and calm. I made whatever excuses came to mind, all of them designed to get me out of there. I wrapped my hand around the gear shift, threw it into reverse, and began to roll up the window, apologizing all the while. My fear must have been evident because the boy in the back wore a look of confusion, and the spokesman banged sharply on the window as I rolled it up. His words full of anger echo in my mind even today. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay, let us in. We're definitely not vampires. <laughs> I drove out of the parking lot in blind fear, and I'm surprised I didn't sideswipe a car or two along the way. I stole a quick look in my rearview mirror before peeling out into the night. The boys were gone. Even if they had run, I don't believe there was any place they could have hidden from view that quickly. Bethel, 2013. Oh, the, that was two thousand. Wait, no, no, no. So that's when oh, that's the last what he did he like spoke an interview about, yeah, in mm -hmm. two thousand. Okay, yeah, yeah. That makes, but, I was but, like, wait a minute. But this occurred in uh, ninety eight. Brian Bethel, tra time traveler. <laughs> 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 I don't know why that's so funny. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't need Brian either. Bethel, time traveler. T- time traveler. Started in 1998, finished 2013. <laughs> there have been numerous accounts of encounters that have sprung forward since Bethel's experience, some less credible than others. Regardless of whether or not this legend is true, there is no denying that it is unsettling. There are numerous theories on just what they might be. The two most popular are demons or aliens. It has also well, been reported. If they're definitely vampires, if they can't come in without being invited. Well, so like in the paranormal community, and Astonishing Legends did a whole series, a three-part series on this, which I recommend everybody go check out. They went way more in depth than we did, uh, but they offer this explanation that there's sort of an unspoken rule to the paranormal, because a lot of different uh, creatures uh, or cryptids or whatever, a lot of the time they also uh, report like. Uh, Encounters with them report that they can't be let in without being invited. So it's not just vampires that, that have this sort of stigma of they have to be invited in. All right, I'd like to conclude this, uh, or I'd like to start off this year's meeting of the uh, cryptids and, and, and freaky monsters, paranormals. Uh, let's begin with item number one on the docket. Uh, well, first off, everyone here, Sasquatch, are you here? <clears throat> All right, that's great. Um, Batsquatch, are you here? Perfect. Chupacabra. What's up? Vampires? I am here. Zombies? Frankenstein's monster? Hey, what's up, guys? And finally, kids with the black eyes. We're definitely not going to murder you. Perfect. Not worried about it. It's a meeting. Right, so I think with this uh, first order of business is... Do we let make sure we're allowed to be invited in before we can come in? Is that a rule for all of us? Uh, yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Was that Chupacabra? Yeah. I mean, it's just, right. like, polite. That's I a mean, good, that, that, I think that's, like, if I'm going to kill somebody, I want to be nice, though. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, vampires, what say you? Well, we have been doing this tradition for a very long time. Has it, has it been working for you? Yeah, no, it fucking sucks. Like us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are vampires. All right, all right. All in favor of needing to be invited in, say aye. 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 All right, motion passes. Everyone needs to be invited in before we enter. Great. Hey, great meeting, everybody. We'll see you all at the after party in the uh, Hotel Marriott's lounge. <laughs> it has also been reported that often they seem to be wearing very outdated clothes uh, that seems like it might be three decades too late. And often, oh my god, I just saw one of those <laughs> BK kids. He was wearing MC Hammer pants and shoulder pads. <laughs> let me in. Can't touch this. You gotta let me in. Fifteen seconds. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and then also, their speaking patterns can be very strange, as if they don't seem to grasp the dialect or accent they are supposed to be using. If you like, Howdy, I said, y'all. I'm just a little boy with black eyes. Was? Would what you is let he me? saying? Was? What? But yeah, no. I what you? I think they are definitely spooky. When I first heard this legend, uh, I was like, ooh. Um, but I don't know. I'd like. To, I'd be interested in what you think. I. I mean, yeah. I think it's definitely pretty spooky. I, it's enjoyable. I. It's fun. It seems like they'd be a pedophile's dream, though, right? Uh, definitely. Definitely. I think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this might just be a story to deter pedophiles. It, you know what? Maybe. Maybe Brian <laughs> Bethel was part of like a task force. Uh, and uh, he was like, well, I'm just going to write a story to, to stop pedophiles. Which, in, in, in that case, thank you. Agent Bethel, 
you've been in charge of deterring pedophiles. From our research, it shows that they're very superstitious. Do you have any ideas? <laughs> they're a superstitious lot. <laughs> He's just the Batman of pedophiles, but instead of beating them up, he uh, he just makes up stories to scare them. <laughs> <He> just... <laughs> now, uh... this next one is a pr- is probably very well known to most people. It is the legend of the strange cryptid known as El Chupacabra. Now, the Chupacabra has been reported to be sighted all around the United States and the world, but originally it seems to have come from uh, Puerto Rico. But since we won't be covering Puerto Rico, since it's not a U.S. state, I decided... Who knows, maybe we'll end up doing a territories. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you will. Uh, But I decided to put it on Texas's list, and it popped up in, in almost all of these southwestern states, actually, so... Um, except for Oklahoma, uh, chupacabras don't fuck with Oklahoma. Well, yeah, because they're they're too they're too northern. They don't they yeah. don't like plains. They like the desert. Yes, the legend of the chupacabra is simple. A chupacabra is often described as a four like I'm gonna keep saying it like that. Yeah, <laughs> is no, a four legged bipedal creature, four or five feet tall, with spikes running down its back, long claws, and large black eyes. Or it is described as a dog or coyote-looking creature, still four or five feet tall, with long claws but no spikes down its back. It likes to drain livestock of its blood, usually through its neck, leaving behind two puncture wounds. Its name is Spanish for goat sucker because originally, that is what it was reported to have killed as it gained its infamy. There have been many tales of the chupacabra in Texas and multiple sightings and reports of its capture. For instance, a man in Houston captured the image of a strange dog-like creature. That resembled the creature that was found by Phyllis Canyon in 2007 in what is perhaps Texas's most famous Chupacabra case. By the way, I actually remember this case when it came on the news as a kid. And I was like, you know, as a kid, everything you you think the news is real. So everything you see, you're like, sure. ah. And uh, I couldn't sleep for like a whole night because I was like, oh, my God, he's out there. He's actually out there. <laughs> yeah, but definitely the picture that you've added here is mm-hmm. definitely just a Mexican hairless dog. Yes, uh, whatever the ones that Frida Kahlo and her husband saved. Yes. Uh, yeah, watch Coco. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's literally That's, that's sure what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Um, one of them. Her first encounter happened uh, in broad daylight. This is Phyllis Canyon, who claims to have captured a chupacabra. As it slipped through the pastures of her south central Texas ranch. Soon after, her and her husband found one of their chickens with its throat ripped open, apparently drained of blood. The mysterious predator would strike again over the next couple of days. One day, one of her neighbors told her they had found the carcass of something that resembled the creature she had described near her property. It was a thin, hairless, and bizarre body of a canid like creature. Yeah, that's definitely. Definitely just a, a stray hairless dog. Many tests were done on her chupacabra, with some experts determining that it was a coyote suffering from sarcoptic, sarcoptic mange, which Could is a be. disease that affects numerous different animals that essentially causes their hair to fall out and leave them looking like, well, like le- leathery ball sacks. Uh, and that mm-hmm. seems to be one of the explanations for this cryptid is misidentification of sick animals. Real quick, though. I don't know if you remember this, Mason, but if anybody, does anybody fucking remember the Scooby-Doo movie where they go to Mexico uh, and they encounter the Chupacabra, but it's just fucking straight up like Mexican Bigfoot? Like, what the fuck was up with that? Why did it look like it? That's not even close to how it's described. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking really? about. Really? Okay. Tell me if you think it's spooky or kooky. I'm going to look up a picture of this. Because so it, <laughs> it set me over the wall when I was a kid. Look at that. It's in my recent... <laughs> okay, go ahead. Do you think this is spooky or kooky? 
Um, I mean, I love the idea of a chupacabra, but I am fully convinced that it's definitely just a mangy coyote or a hairless dog. Absolutely. Uh, when I was a kid, I was like a firm believer in this. And now, after, like, especially after doing the research for this, I just, yeah, I think it's either like, I think it's just misidentification. Do you see this picture? I've posted it here so you can see it. Do you see it? Uh, it's, it's loading. <laughs> that's a, that's bat squatch. Yeah, okay, well, in, in Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico, that's the Chupacabra. And it fucking, as a kid, I, I was like, what is this bullshit? Scooby-Doo and Shaggy, you've done the one thing I thought you never could do. You've pissed me off. <laughs> you were perfect in my eyes until you did this. Your your obsession with Scooby-Doo is the funniest thing to me. I don't <laughs> I get it, but I, it's so fun. I know you do. A lot. I just, I never, I didn't have it. I never had Scooby-Doo as a kid. I was like... I watched it, but I was never like, this is amazing. <laughs> I That was my world, man. It's just... <laughs> I, it's so funny. I used to go it's and so solve funny. mysteries with my cousins. Uh, donate to the Patreon so Jose and I can get a van and a dog, and we will travel the, yes! we will travel the United States solving mysteries. That would be my dream. And we'll keep doing the podcast, but we'll do but it from yes, a van yeah. as we solve mysteries. That would be amazing, yeah. Now, Texas has also been home to one of the most circulated urban legends of the early internet days. The story of the college student and the kidney thief. This story circulated a lot in the 90s email sphere and attached... The attachment usually read a little like this. <clears throat> this guy who lived next door to Amy, my girlfriend, went out last Saturday night to a party. <laughs> stop, stop, hold on. This is Texas. Can I give it a try? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I forgot. Go ahead. Now, uh, the feller who lived next to the uh, next door to my girlfriend, uh, Amy, went out last Saturday night to a party. He was having a good time, had a couple of beers, and this one girl really seemed to like him, but... She invited him to go to another party, and you know, that little, that horn dog with a devil for a dick, he quickly agreed and decided to go along with her. She took him to a party in some apartment, and they continued to drink, and even got involved with some other drugs. The next thing he knew, he woke up completely naked in the bathtub, and it was filled with ice, and normally this would be a thing he'd be into, but it wasn't this time. He was still feeling the effects of the drugs, but looked around to see he was alone. He looked down at his chest, which had, Call 911 or you will die, written out in lipstick. He saw a phone was on the stand, was on a stand next to the tub, so he picked it up and dialed. He explained to the EMS operator what the situation was and that he didn't know where he was or what he took or why he was really even calling. She advised him to get out of the tub and so he did and she asked him to look himself over in the mirror. He did and it appeared to be normal. So she told him to check his back which he did to find two nine inch slits on his lower back. She told him to get back in the bathtub immediately, and they sent a rescue team over, even though he didn't know where he was, and so I don't know how they did, but whatever. Apparently, after being examined, he found out what had happened. His kidneys were stolen. You can take over from here. 
they are worth $10,000 each on the black market. I was unaware this even existed. Several guesses are in order. Uh, the second party was a sham. The people involved had to be at least medical students. And it was not just recreational drugs he was given. Regardless, he is currently in the hospital on life support awaiting a spare kidney. End quote. So that's usually how, how the email went. Now, despite what I initially thought, uh, my research has shown that this infamous urban legend is nothing more than fooey. It is perhaps oh, possible. I, I thought this was going to be one like the other ones that we did where it was like, this was actually like, even this the, happened like one time. Yeah. And it was, you know, yeah. But it, nope. Um, it is perhaps possible that this started because of a 1991 episode of Law and Order that featured Bum-bum. a similar plot. And uh, the Texas college student version only gained credibility because it was forwarded by Kim Antol in 1996. She was working as an administrative assistant for the University of Texas at Austin's Mechanical Engineering Department. And uh, she went and sent it with her signature block at the bottom. And as the email circulated on the World Wide Web's, her uh, title went along with it. And um, But she was now the editor of the university's Daily Texan. And this lent credibility to it. And it just ballooned from there. The Daily Texan. Okay, so here's another short one that I had to include because my mother and I had recently had an argument oh, about this. We got to do Kooky or Spooky for that last. Oh one. yeah, yeah, uh, Kooky or Spooky. I think it's Be- before I researched it, I thought it was real, right? So I guess I would have said, I-, I guess I'd say Spooky because it's it's basically the whole idea of like someone's gonna slip something into your drink and then you fucking end up without a kidney. You know what I mean? Without either kidney, it's crazier that in the original they took both kidneys. Yes. Yeah. So, also, I mean, it's funny to me that there's the type of girl, that this type of girl is the type of girl who would take both your kidneys, but not that, but but also leave you a message that says like you need to do this or you'll die. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, I I I still think it's spooky because I still think it's doable. You know. Yeah, I think it. You know what I mean? It probably is happening. Like, but we but just also, know. would it be as scary if she didn't leave him alive? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Would I be? Would you be this afraid of it if they he just died? murdered someone and no. well, they, you know they just murdered someone and took his kidneys? You know no. what I mean? Because like who cares I think at that point? I think it's the fact that this guy now has to live without two fucking kidneys. That's, That's what makes it so much yeah. scarier. I mean, don't get me wrong, murder is very scary, but, but like, it's pfft. like the idea of waking up and like having evasive surgery done to you is and the pretty, medical pretty bills, creepy. That is scary. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so here's another short one that I had to include because uh, my mom and I had this argument about the Serban legend. So it's Legend of the Dancing Devil. The Texan version goes like this. A handsome young man dressed in all white entered El Camaroncito Dance Club on Halloween night, 1975. The man was a fabulous dancer and danced with all the señoritas in the place. As the night went on, things went bad when one of his partners made the mistake of ignoring the young man's warning to not look at his feet. As she did, uh, uh, as she did, the young woman was shocked to see his feet were not feet, but cloven hooves. Or uh, chicken feet in some versions. Uh, or one hoof and one chicken foot. Oh, hello, my lady. You're so beautiful. <laughs> I would love to dance with you, but I have, uh, I have one request. Would you dance with me? Yes. That's phenomenal. That sounds so amazing. But I need you to do one thing for me. Can you do that for me? What is it? Look at me in the eyes. Look at look at me in the eyes. Okay. Don't look at my fucking feet. Do you understand me? Oh my god, you have clo- you have fucking I, I told you not to look. I told you not to look. Damn it, I told you not to look at my feet. 
I, Why did you do that? You can't tell someone not to look at something because then that's the first thing they do. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we lived in a world without manners. I thought when you told someone not to look at something, they wouldn't look at something. What the fuck is going on? Who are the, you? I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that based on where this has gone and me and handsome and young and dressed in all white and the hooves, I'm fairly certain I'm Satan. <laughs> I'm El Diablo, I'm pretty sure, but... As everyone stared in disbelief, the man ran. <laughs> so wait, nobody looked at her feet, at his feet? Until, until the one girl, girl, yeah, yeah. looked at his feet and then was like, everybody look at his feet! Uh, everyone stared in disbelief, the man ran, disappeared, leaving, uh... The man ran and disappeared, leaving behind the stench of sulfur. Now, this, legend- this is so embarrassing, I told you not to look at my feet. Now hold on, I must leave. Wow, he definitely had hooves. <laughs> uh, now, this legend is infamous across Latin America, and in the 90s, it uh, resurfaced with the rise of the Lambada dance uh, and the disapproval around it. The Lambada, it's like a... La, 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 bambadada. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, it's I'm like, sorry. It's like a Brazilian dance. It's like super, like, sensual. Like, you're basically, like, humping where, uh, on the dance floor. Is, is that the one where the woman puts her ankles on your shoulders and just rams her butt into your face? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking yes, about, I right? Have you seen that dance? Okay, I have, yeah. yes. Uh, which is where, so, that, so yeah, it was super popular again in the 90s, and that's where my mom comes in because she oh, swears. No. Oh, gross. No, 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 wait. <laughs> she swears this occurred at a dance club my dad and her used to frequent when they were dating. Um, and we when the, had Yeah, like when a your mom shouting. and dad were doing the lambada. And we had a fucking shouting match about this because she was like, no, it really happened. And I was like, I looked it up and I was like, there's no fucking evidence to this, Maria. You can't go around saying it actually happened and say that there was a big event like this. And then when I look it up, there's not even a fucking mention of it. And I asked my dad and he was like, uh, no, that didn't happen. Your mom's, uh, your mom's full of it. Uh, he was I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you, Jose. Your mom's a fucking liar. <laughs> He said he said that he never heard of the devil showing up, but uh, that there had been a, a shootout at the club or something. And then I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. And I was like, you can't be like there was a shootout and then be like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> your dad is phenomenal. I love your dad. Uh, but my mom and her sister. I don't know. She, there was a shootout. There was a shootout. Uh, people got murdered. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I was just trying to dry help your mom on the dance floor. But her, my mom and her sisters, who she even called uh, my aunt. Um, to fucking be like, see, your aunt, your aunt says that it happened or whatever. They all swear that it happened, um, and they swear that it was the devil that showed up at the club. But um, to that, I say, <laughs> I believe your mom. I don't know. I I trust your mom. I think your mom's right. Uh, and with that, we're gonna wrap the show up. We'll be back next uh well in two weeks uh with the second part uh but anyway so we're gonna we're gonna split this the southwest series into two episodes so we did texas and oklahoma and we'll be back uh in the next episode with um new mexico and arizona so let's wrap the show up mason there it is if you like the show make sure to leave a five-star review which you can do in-app we really appreciate it plus it really helps the show and we will read your review on the show just like we are going to do with sarah wilmore's <laughs> fuck i messed that sarah wilmore's review it's hard uh she wrote a really great podcast that makes you think if you like unsolved mysteries conspiracy theories etc this podcast is for you 
Thanks, Sarah, for that lovely review. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash captainslogcast and donate a dollar. Or similarly, you can also donate whatever amount you'd like on Venmo by Venmoing j Vaya 27 Anything helps keep the lights on. Remember, if you donate, it all goes towards improving the show, getting better recording equipment, which we need now that we don't have a studio. Uh, I want and, a, um, I want a microphone I can put an arm on so I can not hunch over my desk. We want a like microphone a... that Mason can put an arm on. My back hurts. His back hurts. <laughs> Mason, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter as always. This... I want to be honest, this plug isn't working, Jose. I'm not getting more followers <laughs> from this. Well, you I have to keep plugging least, it until it until it works. I, I expected at least some of your friends to be like, I'll follow him, but no, that was wrong. <laughs> my friends so, my friends barely listen to this show, Mason. I have bad friends. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Mason Schrader, M-A-S-O-N-S-H-R-A-D-E-R. I don't use Twitter, but I have promised that the more followers I get, the more I'll start to use it again. And you can follow me on Instagram at j.valle underscore junior and the show on Twitter at Captain's Log Pod. We, um, you know, post show updates, tweet some occasionally funny things, tell you some movies that maybe you should check out. Shit, I dropped my microphone. Post, (laughs) drop our microphones, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, You can also subscribe on YouTube where you can find me as Jose Valle Jr. I've been doing a vlog series there uh, on my life during the pandemic. Uh, I did a really funny one where I redid the dance from Risky Business, and it was very Risky Business because I was in my underwear. So (laughs) if you want to see that, go uh, watch it. Uh, You can also find me on Animal Productions and, of course, the show's official YouTube channel, Captain's Log. Uh, Uh, If you – oh, sorry. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Can I – if you want to hear more of Jose and I – uh, you can find Dunces and Dimwits on Band, uh, no, on SoundCloud. You can find Dunces and Dimwits on SoundCloud. Uh, that's just a podcast where Jose and I are playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons, um, and that might evolve into something more if people like it. Has it has we'll been see. a blast. It has been so freaking fun. People should go listen to that. I think we'll it's definitely, pretty fun. Yeah, we'll definitely probably continue on some sort of Dungeons and Dragons things in the yeah. future uh, because we never played it before. But it turns out. It's a lot of fun. It is so much fucking fun. Uh, Make sure to tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it. And if you'd like to tell uh, us about how we missed a bunch of details about a certain story or how you totally know someone who has come face-to-face with a terrifying spook light, please do so by writing in to captainslogcast at gmail. You can also suggest episode topics, guests you'd like to have back, etc. Make sure to subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, and any other podcast directory. Thanks to Max Benyon for composing the show's theme. And with that, everybody, we have reached the end of our show. Tune in next time at the same time and on the... Well, yeah, on the, <laughs> usually the same time and on the same frequency for another episode. Uh, I've been your Captain Jose Via Jr., joined by... First mate, Mason Schrader, that's with a with no C. A Mason Schrader with a C? Is that what you said? Uh, stop it. S-H-R. Do you want it's to just be, S-H-R. Do you want to be first mate or first officer? They're the same thing. It's just oh, a matter of Oh, I definitely want to be first officer. Okay, because I rewatched Star Trek, and I realized that they call them first officers, not first mate. Was That that was Spock, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, You're my Spock. Yeah, yeah that's great. I You're mean, like I, a drunk Spock. <laughs> Uh, And this has been Captain's Log. End of transmission.